0: Welcome to Founders and Friends Podcast with Scott Orn at Cruise Consulting. And before we get to just a really awesome podcast of Blake Oliver of Flowcast, I want to give a quick shout out to cruzetax.com. K-R-U-Z-E, tax.com. That's right, we built our own online tax prep software for startups. So it's like TurboTax, except it's for startups. And guess what? You don't do the taxes. The CPAs do the taxes. You fill out the info, upload your docs, And the cruise tax team filled with a bunch of CPAs, do the taxes for you They make sure they're accurate, they're correct. No stress. Very easy. Check out cruisetax.com. Now here we go with Blake Oliver at Flowcast. Thanks. Welcome to Founders and Friends podcast with Scott Orne at Cruise Consulting and my very special guest is Blake Oliver from Flowcast. Welcome Blake.
1: Uh, Thanks Scott, it's great to be here.
0: So Blake is like, this is a nerdy compliment. You are like a celebrity in the cloud accounting world. You have an awesome uh, newsletter list which you should definitely give the URL for so everyone can subscribe to that. I read it every Sunday night. And you're in town in San Francisco, so I was hoping you could come by for the podcast, and you did. So thanks for coming by.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. It's great to visit you. I I realize I haven't seen you since 2016 when we met at Expensicon. Um, which which was uh, that that conference that Expensify put on in, in uh, was it Maui that we were at? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was awesome. That was pretty great.
0: Um, I yeah. looked a lot younger, and uh, you actually you were, now you're like you were, looked younger. And now you're like a uh, experienced pro. Now you were <laughs> like a you were so you tell your story because you had this awesome career ramp coming out of undergrad, which I thought was really impressive.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I have a bit of an unusual background, as you know. Uh, I was not an accountant uh, by training um, in college. I majored in uh, cello performance. I forgot so, about that. That's yeah. awesome. So I was, a, I was a music major and graduated in 07. And then, of course, the financial crisis hit. Um, so it, it was actually a good thing in that it forced me to make some tough decisions. Like, did I really want to be a musician? And I had to figure that out very quickly. I was I was freelancing in LA. I was you know trying to make a living as a as a freelance musician, and I was uh, tutoring as a day job because I've always been good with numbers, and I think that's something that kind of goes with being a musician. So I'm tutoring SAT math and English. And uh, the bookkeeper at our company quit one day, right? And I noticed he had a pretty. Good gig because he could come in whenever he wanted. Oh, very flexible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He would, and, he, and he could work at night. And I figured, oh, this is perfect. Uh, I'll have finally some steady income. And I talked my way into being the bookkeeper because in college I'd used QuickBooks to cut checks for my fraternity. You know, <laughs> Who
0: knew I, the bad fraternity job would turn into a career? That's exactly. Awesome. So
1: I talked my way into that position and I actually found I loved accounting. I loved uh, the software aspect of it, right? Uh, even though I, at that time I like, knew nothing about debits and credits. Yes. Yeah. So Did I you met- like
0: the orderliness of it, or bringing order to chaos, or what was it that you liked?
1: Yeah, so we were just using QuickBooks basically as a check register at that time, and the, the company was not using any of the advanced features. And I figured out, uh, over about the course of a year, learning the software, that we could um, use billable items and uh, the AP module, and we could automate a ton of this stuff that we were doing manually. We were still using paper oh. for tracking most of these contractors yeah. that we owed money to and stuff. Yeah. So that, that's how I got the bug. What I decided to do after that was uh, go back to school for accounting, because I figured, okay, this is a great you know, career path. I enjoy it. Uh, so I enrolled at UCLA Extension, started doing the accounting certificate, and I, I started freelancing, uh, doing bookkeeping. While I was uh, in school, that is, it was 2011, yep. and that is when cloud accounting started to hit mainstream. Or not hit mainstream, but really just become feasible, right? Like QuickBooks Online stopped sucking, right? It's, I don't
0: know if it stopped <laughs> sucking at that point. They, well, there was a new entrant in the market, right? Right,
1: so uh, zero came to the U.S., yeah. and that put a lot of pressure on um, QuickBooks to improve their online product. Uh, Bill.com. Yeah. Like hit mainstream. Expensify. Expensify, HubDoc, all these apps. Yeah. And I um, I latched onto that really quickly. Yeah. So I was basically in the right place at the right time.
0: Uh, you know, people say that sometimes, but like you saw the opportunity. Like I, if I remember t- talking to you correctly, Z- first of all, Zero really pushed QuickBooks online. And now QuickBooks online is great, but at the time it wasn't very good. But didn't you like capitalize on Zero? Like, weren't you like the first Zero rep in, or not rep, but like qualified person in California or something crazy like that? I
1: wish I was the first. uh, Period. I was the second bookkeeper to get certified. That's crazy. On Zero, yeah. And the the first guy was in New York, so I I owned the West Coast. So Um, for
0: everyone's for context, Zero is like a publicly traded three billion dollar company now. They started out in New Zealand and then went to Australia and Asia and Europe. They kind of came to the US market late. Yep. So it's, it's be like saying 25 years ago, you were the second person to ever use QuickBooks. You know, it like was, it was, you were as ground floor as ground floor could be.
1: And that was awesome because I was, you know, listed on their website as an advisor and I started getting tons and tons of clients. Yeah. So that's when I started my company. We did online bookkeeping and uh, just rode that wave up. Um, so I was fortunate to sell that in 2015. Took some time off and took my CPA exams. So it was really nice to be able to do that and not be working. Yes. <laughs> uh, and then I joined Arminino. That's uh, right, yeah. As a manager in their outsourced accounting team. And I wanted to get like real public accounting experience, so I knew what I was doing. Uh, By but- the way, I have to
0: say, I remember calling you because Vanessa and I had always talked because eventually someday we'll expand. We have like an office down in Santa Monica, but not a full-time team down there. And I remember being like, hey, Blake could be the guy for LA. Yeah, after meeting you at an expensive, and then I saw you change jobs. I was like, "What?" I remember calling you out of the blue, <laughs> being like, "What are you? What are you doing, dude? You didn't even call us. Like, what happened?"
1: Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> That's um, I mean, we were
0: small back then, so it's all good.
1: Hey, you never know what might you never know in the future, you never, right? This podcast, you know exactly. So I'm working in Armenino in the outsourced accounting team, and uh, I started looking around for ways to manage the clothes that I was overseeing for clients. Nothing against Armenino I loved working there, but Honestly, uh, I think this is the case at most firms. Like, there really wasn't a lot of process in place. Like, we just had a a lot of really talented people that Mm -hmm. could, like, manage stuff themselves. But we didn't have a really good system for organizing everything we were doing. So that's how I found Flowcast.
0: Awesome. And so did you bring that into Arminino?
1: I was demoing it. And there was a lot going on in the firm at the time. We went through two mergers while I was there. So like a lot of technology projects got sidelined. Um, But it kept sticking with me. Like we need to do something. And then um, I had written a blog post about Flowcast because I was excited about it. And, and, you know, you mentioned I like to write. And so the consultant who eventually became the CMO said, we need to to get Blake working for us. So they headhunted me and, and... I'm very happy to have joined Flowcast as of December.
0: That's awesome! Congratulations, thank and, you. And I, I'm a huge believer in that process that you're talking about. Like we, Vanessa turns out to be incredibly talented at bringing process to the chaos. And we always say like we have 160 startups. Startups are always chaotic. I mean, you you had a bunch of startup clients, I think, too. And it's like they're always going in 20 different directions. They don't, they can't focus a lot of times. So by designing our processes correctly, we're able to kind of, it's like taming a wild Mustang, you know? Yep, yep. And I think that fits in exactly what Flowcast is doing at the, at the close part of it, right? Like you're actually documenting everything, and it's a, it's a cloud product, right? So everyone yep. can see what everyone else is doing.
1: Yeah, so uh, uh, we, we are in a category called closed management software, which is like, a lot of people don't even know what that is, yeah. right? So the idea is that uh, if you have an accounting team, say, you know, five to 15, accountants and it's it 's mostly in house accounting teams in mid sized corporations yeah. that have this problem. It starts to get out of hand right who 's doing what the controller doesn 't know what 's been closed um, and our founder one of our founders, Mike Whitmire, he came from that world at cornerstone on demand oh okay so yeah cornerstone that 's a big one he was a senior accountant um, I think he was he was hired with uh, like five other big four auditors who came in to fix Cornerstone's accounting so they could go public, right? So in advance of the IPO. Which always happens
0: at every late-stage company. Yes. Yeah.
1: So they had, like, a year to get everything in order. Yeah. And
0: he... That always seems like one of the worst jobs to me, to be <laughs> honest with you. Like, I don't know how much yeah. those people get paid, but it would... Talk about chaos. Yeah, yeah. He,
1: he speaks of it fondly now, but I think it's one of those things it's like after you run a marathon, you speak fondly. Yeah, exactly. Of it. But yeah, exactly. not necessarily at the time. <laughs> yeah. So um, they went from like five people in the accounting team to 25, right? Wow. In the course of like a and year. Probably or two. a ton of
0: consultants because a lot of times they bring in like stock option consultants mm-hmm. and you got to figure out all this stuff.
1: Yeah, so by the end of it, it they didn't have a system for managing this stuff, and they, he was spending four hours a day in staff meetings where they were doing status updates. <sighs> And he kept thinking to himself, why are we sitting around here each giving our little update on our little area that we manage, right? Like, he was the deferred revenue guy. Yeah. And he had to sit through a four-hour meeting just so he could give his update. Oh, my God. And so he said, we got to create software that allows us not to have to do that. So that's how, that's how Flowcast was it's, born. Did
0: he partner up with, like, a technical founder and get it going? Or how was the company born? He,
1: he did. so Colin, who's the CTO, came from MySpace. Oh, He's nice. a former MySpace guy. Yeah. And uh, Mike uh, talked him into starting this company, you know, and and, it doesn't
0: sound like the most sexy topic for like a technologist, but actually a lot of times automating kind of manual processes is like the best use of tech best for the, for software development folks. It's like actually is sexy because they can tangibly see how wasteful it is and how it's not really working and they like fixing things. That's
1: the amazing thing, right? Like clothes management software, software for accountants to manage the clothes is not sexy, but the... The result is tangible. Yeah. So, you know, we did a study both in last financial
0: year. and happiness. Right. Oh, yeah. Like I'm sure the team is just like so happy after they've been using your software. Yeah.
1: So, you know, a big value proposition of using Flowcast is your team doesn't have to stay late. Right. They can go home if they need to. They can work remotely on tasks. Um, you know, our philosophy is you should be able to live life during the close. And go on vacation and go see your daughter's soccer game and you know eat dinner with your family. Yeah. Like there's no there's no reason why you shouldn't have a normal life yeah. as an accountant.
0: That's right? a really good catchphrase, because Vanessa when when she, Vanessa used to explain bill.com, she'd say, I can pay your bills while I'm on vacation in Italy. Yep. And for some reason the founders would just totally love that. And they and they could visualize themselves doing it while they're on vacation. And it sounds like the same thing here. That's a really good idea.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So that's what we're all about. It's about yeah, I, th- I personally think that about half the time in a typical office is wasted yeah. on email and meetings and administrative stuff, so let's let's organize all that stuff yeah right
0: and then and, and so what happened after that It's like they got the first couple customers and then like did they bootstrap for a long time Because i you just raised a round, but mm-hmm. was it a bootstrap company, or how did they get going
1: uh there was an initial round of investment uh we just raised a series B last year for twenty five million dollars, yep. and that Which was huge. led by insight yeah um and that is what has enabled a ton of expansion for us. So uh, we're at 400... Um, plus customers wow uh, and and you know it's it's some really cool brand names yeah. like like Zillow wow. and uh, Golden State Warriors nice um, we also season have... take a
0: holder here thank oh, you oh awesome yeah.
1: so, uh, we so also... does Steph
0: Curry manage his workouts using Flowcast <laughs> like the clothes uh,
1: we haven't quite expanded to that feature <laughs> set yet but we'll we'll work on it yeah we've also got the the Lakers and uh, some other Ruckus wireless has been a customer for a long time so some really really cool uh, tech companies that are using
0: using Flowcast. That's awesome. Yeah. And you said early on that it was really good for kind of uh, internal accounting teams, but yeah. I mean we kind of have the same problems here. Like, have you just not expanded into the kind of outsourced accountants, or is it what what's unique about outsourced accountants that doesn't make it as tangible for them?
1: So I'm I'm excited to join because up till now there we have been. Um, Having outsourced accountants using mm-hmm. uh, Flowcast to so temp CFO is actually a big customer yeah. of ours, but it's not been like a you know really large segment of our, most like ninety percent of our customers are internal teams. Mm-hmm. But uh, me coming from the outsourced accounting world, I obviously saw the benefit of using it for my customers. Yeah. So we're hoping that uh, more CPAs will we'll see the benefits.
0: You probably know a lot of the firms too so you can do a quick phone it's like you're not, your job isn't really sales probably but you can just call someone, you could call me or call Vanessa yeah, and be exactly. like hey can I can I present Flowcast to you. Yeah so
1: but- you know it's just like we just got Jody Padar uh, as signing um, and she's like a, a, a runs an outsourced accounting firm in Chicago and she's a top 10 thought leader wow so we're really excited about that. that's awesome yeah.
0: so and then do, do you actually get like any uh the emails from the accounts who've been using it for like six months and being like oh I actually can use I can go home and have dinner or I can go on vacation or what's oh yeah
1: yeah part of the reason I really wanted to join is because the our, our net promoter score yeah. is just it's insanely crazy. high among the controllers that use our software wow that's it's awesome. like the um, the chief accounting officer of Grubhub, Brant yeah. Kaczarski. He's a huge fan of that's us. Got, that's got to be a beast because there's yeah. so many
0: transactions that are just passing through. So that's, that's, a, that's a hairy operation probably.
1: Yeah, and the, Well, the reason I'm in town is because last night we had an IPO readiness event. That's right, yeah. Um, and we had Brant uh, on a panel discussion. So we had Grubhub, JMP Securities. Yeah. Uh, we had uh, Art Consulting. Um, and uh, our founder was there. Uh, And Brant told a great story about, like, the the pressure you're under to close the books quickly, just it it hits you when you go public, right? Because all of a sudden, you you may have closed the books in 10 or 15 days as a private company. Now you have to do that in five days, because there's all this other stuff that has to happen yep. with SEC reporting and auditors and...
0: And if you're missing your numbers, you have to report it quickly, because yep. you can't afford leaks and you can't... All, and I think there's some actual laws that say you have to report it quickly, right? Yeah, like yeah. If you're missing by a material amount.
1: Yeah, so yeah. so normally what happens is like your accounting team just suffers like massively yeah. during that time, and it's a huge adjustment. So we're trying to tell startups and companies that want to go public, implement closed management software now, like as much as two or three years in advance of trying to go public so that you've already got that down. And you don't have to worry about that.
0: Yep. How does the, you know, like I always think of QuickBooks as like kind of the sun in the solar system and Expensify and Bill.com and a lot of the other tools interact with QuickBooks or sync with QuickBooks. Mm -hmm. How does Flowcast, like, do they have integration partners? Like, how does it work? Or what are the big things that you guys, that you're interoperable with?
1: Yeah, so this is super cool. So we integrate with all the top ERPs. So if you're on NetSuite or Sage Intact, um, we also have Oracle and SAP integrations. We can pull that trial balance information from the software directly. So we do that on a daily basis or on demand. And then we also tie out your Excel work papers. So you get to keep using Excel. That's what people love about this. Um, So you put a little hashtag code in your Excel work papers that Ah. shows us where the output is. So then um, you've got all your Excel work papers stored in cloud storage, like Box or yeah. Dropbox or whatnot. Yeah. So we connect to the cloud storage. Oh, sweet. We have visibility into all your work papers because of that. And then we link up the output. So let's say you've got a deferred revenue schedule, yeah. right? So we link up your amount for, for last month to your trial balance and display all of that in a, a report, basically. That's really cool. Right? A reconciliations page. And if anything doesn't match, that's where you can see.
0: Yeah. And And can you see it on a per-person level, like everyone's different responsibilities and where they are tracking them to... So all—all all by the way, this is the best podcast/sales call I've ever had. Yeah. Like this, so, is, I'm, I'm like dying to use this product. Yeah, now, I'm so. selling Flowcast yeah, right now. Yeah. To don't Scott. be, it's—it's it's awesome. Like, <laughs> keep going, keep going.
1: So, um, yeah, all those checklist items. So, you know, maybe you're tracking checklist items in something like Asana or Basecamp yep. if you're a firm. Basecamp, yeah. yeah, so now you're doing that in Flowcast. And when it comes to reconciliations, we're actually linking up that task
0: with the work paper. So you can just click into a go right to the box file.
1: Yep. Yeah, that's yeah, and and, and and because we're integrated with document storage, um, all of those work papers when the next month hits, we roll them forward. Dude. So we copy everything into a new folder in your like super organized folder structure that we're managing for you, yeah. and then you just go and update that work paper. By clicking the link in the task, and
0: and and you don't even have to leave at You just you're staying in it. it opens up the box so it, file. It opens up yeah. the
1: file in Excel, yeah. and then you make your changes. You save. So getting rid of
0: duplicate files, or like sometimes we have box sync problems or things yeah. like that. So okay, that's yeah. really exciting. yes yeah, so you nev- That's actually you're you're describing our flow exactly, except we use Excel like a master mDNA, Excel right. paper
1: workbook. And and actually that's so that's. That's what most firms are doing today. Yeah. Is they're using like consolidated consolidated Excel workbook, yeah. right? So they've got like their first sheet is the trial balance, and then they reference all the balance sheet accounts to subsidiary yeah. Yeah. Um, ledgers, right? Um, so we're saying that works, but it doesn't really scale very well. Yeah. So let's use closed management software. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. That, this makes yeah. tons of sense. This is So after this, I will get a demo and make sure. Absolutely. Can, yeah. yeah, I'll hook you up. Like, what are the big things that you guys want to do next? Like, you guys, it sounds like you built, like, a really good product. Is it getting into the outsourced accounting channel, or are there product features you guys are working on, or what's... What's next for you guys? So,
1: so personally, I'm very excited about getting more into the outsourced accounting channel. So um, again, I'm going I'm to make sure you do that demo. Um, well, it's a little bit
0: like, um, you know, and I think Bill.com Expensify, QuickBooks, everyone understands this. Once we, we get our clients standardized on those services, yeah. they're never going to leave. You know, they're super sticky. No. So, yeah. so no. getting them in using Flowcast would probably, even if a company outgrows us and brings someone internal, and a lot of times they bring someone internal we still work with them like six months or a year because... Yeah working up reporting to them but like they're likely to keep the service so that's that's a lifetime value of the customer that's like insane probably for you guys
1: absolutely i mean we have net negative churn so you know we have first of all our churn is super super low yeah and then more of our customers add on additional services Yeah. yeah yeah so so that's exciting so that so you know building the client accounting services channel um but also you know, expanding the feature set to continue to make life easier from a collaboration standpoint for controllers. And so one of the things we're working on is figuring out how can we go and uh, request stuff from outside the accounting team, right? So all of our checklists right now, they're designed for the accounting team, but... You know, in order to do your reconciliation for, I don't know, deferred revenue, you might need something from the sales team. Totally. All the time. Or the CEO in our case. Yeah. Or the CEO. I mean, just constantly asking for stuff. Yeah. Um, So we're working on tools that will allow you to automate the request Mm -hmm.
0: of information from anywhere. That's pretty smart. We use a very simple one that we have every month for almost every one of our clients is a lot of our clients have offshore developers or whatever. So they're using TransferWise or PayPal or Mm -hmm. things like that to pay those folks. Still, we're still telling them to upload the invoices in the bill.com. And then, so we have the record of the invoice, right? In case we're ever audited or something like that. But we have to get those TransferWise PayPal statements every month. And this, that would be a per, like literally in Basecamp, we have reminders to do that. Yep. You know, email the CEO to get the TransferWise thing. You know, so you guys could automate that.
1: Yeah. So what if, what if you know, your software could automatically go make yeah, that request? That would and you don't even have to do it. Yeah, yeah. that's that's what we're that's one of the things we're. that's a on. really good feature but yeah
0: that's actually you know it's interesting too like my pain point is a lot of I always joke that like half of what I do every day is making sure people are actually getting what they said they would do done mm-hmm. and so I'm the dude who's emailing the staff accountant being like did you ask for the transfer wise stuff yet or did you do this or do that so that the automation actually really is makes my life it, it not only does it make the staff account or controller's life easier but it makes my life a lot easier too, because yeah. it, I don't have to think about it. I don't want to have to waste brain cycles on it.
1: So imagine in, instead of having to ask whether stuff has been done, yeah, it just gets done. You just log in to your Flowcast dashboard, yeah. and you can see in one glance what tasks have been completed, yep. what's late for yeah. each of your entities that you're managing, yeah. and you know who's on tra- track and who's not. Yeah, right? like I love it. You no longer have to ask.
0: The on track thing is huge too. That's one of our other big issues. Is we have, we're, we're, you know, and we're not big we're we're a 35, 40 person company. But from where we came from, when I first met you, we've got, we've grown like by 30 people, you know, yep. we went from four to 35. And so managing that additional complexity, cause every time you add a person, you're, it's not like a, just a one plus one complexity. There's no, like yeah. exponential complexity. Yep. So I like what you're doing. This is this is really cool.
1: Yeah, and, and you know I'm a, I'm a tech nerd. Yeah, I'm an organizational freak. Yeah, you know, so for me it's fun to to figure out how to, how do we get all of this information out of people's heads? Yeah, and into a system. That's what we process. want to. Yeah, because that's scalable.
0: That's it, and that's how we've scaled. Like our processes are actually pretty good, but they're not like this would actually take us to another level. This is yep. really cool. I want to talk about just some general accounting things, but before we go to that, where can people find Flowcast? Like, tell them how to find Flowcast, how to do a demo with you, how do they get a hold of you. Also, tell them about your newsletter. Absolutely. Your newsletter is amazing.
1: Yeah. So, uh, if you're interested in learning more about closed management software, go to Flowcast.com. That's spelled F-L-O-Q-A-S-T. Flowcast.com. You can book a demo right there. You can watch uh, a video uh, an on-demand video. It's about six minutes, which uh, you'll get to see my shining visage. <laughs> I got selected to you do You have these. a great smile.
0: You'll be good. They'll be they'll be pleasantly surprised. Yeah. So you, yeah. Can, see, you can see what I look like if you're curious. Yeah.
1: Um, we've got some really cool resources there actually too. Uh, even if you're not um, thinking about implementing software, you can head to our resources page and we have uh, some really popular reconciliation templates mm. that we give away for free to people. Nice. So, If you've sort of just been making up stuff as you go, those templates might not be the best. Yeah. So we've got some, some great ones that we give away there.
0: That's cool. Um, Ours tend to be, whenever we hire a new senior person, they come in, they add like five things that we're like, oh my God, I can't believe we didn't have that in our clothes, you know? like. Jeez, you know, but it's just the nature of the beast. That's how it always is.
1: Oh, and my newsletter, right? Yes. Um, So the newsletter is called Cloud Accounting Weekly. So you can head to cloudaccountingweekly.com or also newsletter.flowcast.com.
0: It's really good. Like, I really enjoy it. It's, well, and you. I think I email you every couple, like once a month, be like, that was a cool article or something like that.
1: Yeah, no, it makes me feel good. Yeah, the, so,
0: so keep, I mean, first of all, you're <laughs> providing a service to like county world, so keep doing that, that's really cool. So a couple random topics. You just, you just told me this, so it blew my mind. Unemployment for accountants is two... What What is it? What's the percentage? So the, the latest number
1: I've seen is from Robert Half, yeah. and they say that unemployment for accountants is now at 1.8% nationwide. <sighs> oh, my God. So in a competitive market, it's probably closer to zero, Yeah, right? And that means if you're an accountant and you know what you're doing, you can probably just walk out the door and get a job yep. at, at another company, right, yep. immediately. So I, I, this past week, I've been traveling around. Um, we did some road shows with the Ohio... CPA Society, and I was I was asking these folks, you know, out in Ohio, um, sort of a good like you know Middle America type place. Like, are you having trouble finding accountants? And the vast majority are saying yes. Wow.
0: So that's that's interesting because a lot of times I've heard of firms like in San Francisco or New York outsourcing or having a remote office in Ohio or another kind of Midwestern state because you can actually find talent there. Yeah. But if they're not able to find talent, that's really tough.
1: So then the question is, what do we do about that, yeah. right? Like how are we going to find and keep top talent in our yeah. accounting teams? And so that's, that's another reason that I use to talk about implementing technology in your team is that if you've got this technology, then you don't have to have people in the office Eight to five every day, yep. right? They can work flexible hours. They can work remotely. You can bring in contractors or part-time workers. Yep. and I think people are going to have to do that. Managers are going to have to adapt. Yeah, you know.
0: Well, also I think, and a big part of when we're explaining why we sh- why our clients should use QuickBooks, Expensify, Bill.com, dot some- maybe Flowcast pretty soon. Now that I've heard the pitch. A lot of it is like, hey, we this allows us to get rid of the dirty work that no accountant actually likes and allows us to focus on the things that we can really add value for. Exactly. And they and they and I always say, and that saves you a lot of time and money. Like we're able to hit a price point that was unthinkable five years ago. Yeah. You know? And so the, the message not only resonates with the accountants, but it resonates with the end con- customer and yep. the clients. I think it's a really good message.
1: Yeah, so my personal experience, I think, is, is a good one to talk about, right? So yeah. when I started out as a bookkeeper, I was keying in transactions yeah. oh, into a desktop software. Yeah. And within five years, I'd figured out how to automate 80% of that. Yep. And so instead of doing data entry, I was just overseeing these systems working around. And as you know from your experience, that's what allows you to offer this incredible service for a pretty decent price Absolutely. and do it outsourced. Yeah. So that was in like the small business world, yeah. right? We're talking cash basis accounting, stuff yeah. like that. But I see the same exact trend is now starting to happen in midsize companies. So there's going to be this just total revolution of how accounting gets done in organizations that have, you know, more than 200 employees. Yeah.
0: And it's really fun if you're the people riding the surfboard on top of the wave, which is yes. really like, I don't know if I've ever told you a story, but um, I've told it a million times, but I remember Vanessa, come, I used to work in venture capital, I was still working venture capital like six years ago when Vanessa first started Cruise Consulting. and She came home one day and she's like, I met this amazing cloud payroll company is going to it's called Zen Payroll mm-hmm. which later became Gusto. It's going to allow me to run payroll like I'm going to save out a couple hours every week. My clients are going to save so much money. And it was like instead of being an old school accountant who didn't want automation, Vanessa immediately recognized that it would actually make her more efficient, allow her to carry more customers, provide more value. So she was like one of like literally when you go to Augusto, they like talk about, they won't stop talking about Vanessa cause she brought them like their first, you know, 10 or 20 of their first customers and being the people who recognize how things are going. And that's why I'm so aggressive about wanting to hear flowcasts, is cause it's like, wow, if we could cut 20% or 30% of our time on the clothes, that would be humongous for us and humongous for our clients.
1: Yeah, it, absolutely.
0: So the automation, so make automation your friend. Basically, is what we all need to do, especially with unemployment being so tight. Like, yeah, you can't. You can't if you can't hire enough people, then automate what you can.
1: Yeah, exactly. And you know, I think that we could automate at least twenty percent of the work, but in a lot of teams it could be as much as 50% Wow. More. That's amazing. So and we we've done studies that show that this happens when companies implement close yeah. management software. Yeah. And and it's not just for tech companies, right? Like I was just down yesterday in San Jose talking to the controller of the San Jose Water Company. Utility public public a utility utility. is
0: is using you guys they're using us wow they are also that's not the that's the definition of usually slow mover so if they're using you guys that's incredible and
1: they they are actually you know like 150 years old they're one of um I think I think their auditor is Deloitte they're like one of their first clients ever like in 1932 (laughs) right that's awesome so they have moved to closed management software they are also implementing uh, accounts payable automation. Right, so something
0: like Bill.com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. What are they uh, using? do they use in? I actually don't okay. remember.
1: It's like specialized for their okay. for yeah. their there's,
0: process. As we're getting more and more clients on NetSuite, there's this whole world of uh, accounts payable software that we didn't really focus yeah. on, but now it's like right in there. That's why I was curious. Anyways, yep, no, yeah, They, they were yeah. also
1: doing um, cl- uh, payroll in-house, and they just they oh. moved to ADP's cloud service. Yeah. So like if, if a utility can do this, yeah. then I think anybody can. Yeah,
0: uh, it's really exciting. And kudos to you for, I would say like you have such an interesting background because you were an accountant. You're an You're entrepreneur, first of all. You're just like Vanessa. like You guys both started your companies pr- pretty much around, around the same time. And then recognize the power of all this automation. Did it? You ended up selling your company, and now you're joining a software company. I bet you, if Vanessa, you know, a she's thirty three years old, and there's no way we're we're selling Cruise Consulting. We have a long way to go. But like that would probably be the next thing she would do. She would join a software company, or or start a software company like Cruise Tax. You know, like I I was I was dorking around showing Cruise Tax. But like that's the natural progression. Like once you're in this industry and you see things changing so fast, you're like. We, we should do this too, or I should join a company that's automating something that's still really inefficient.
1: Yeah. No, I think, I think you guys are in a great place to experiment with building your own tools because you're actually using them. Yeah. And, and one, of the, one of the problems or one of my main criticisms of, say, the accounting developer community is that you have a lot of apps that are built not by accountants. Yeah. Uh, and what drew me to Flowcast is that we have CPAs and accountants in every single department in the company. And two of the founders are former big four auditors. Yeah. So so like this is the right way to do it. Yeah. And they're,
0: they're it's always so powerful when you're scratching your own edge, which yeah. it sounds like they do. Yeah. Um, well, dude, this has been awesome. Thank you for coming by. So maybe just... Give the quick Flowcast pitch one more time, tell them where they can find you. And it sounds like you have a six minute demo that they can just watch on their own on it, online.
1: Yeah, head to flowcast.com, F L O Q A S T. The Q will
0: throw you off, so yeah. make sure. If you have any questions, <laughs> type into Google. <laughs>
1: And uh, watch the demo video or book a demo. Um, you can email us at info@flowcast.com. You can visit my personal website at blakeoliver.com. And please feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn. And I, I love talking to anybody in our industry or our profession, I should say, who's interested. Uh, in in technology, because uh, surprisingly few at this point and yeah. a lot of opportunity for anyone who is.
0: And sign up for the newsletter. The newsletter is very very good. Oh, thanks, Scott. Cool. There's, it's I read you and a guy named Riley Brennan from Trucks every Sunday night. It's like this is I'm looking at Mac, who is the audiovisual expert here in the room as well. And Mac, I'm that dorky. That's that's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> Mac approves. All right, Blake, thank you so much. Check out Flowcast, and thanks for coming by. Thanks, Scott. All right, cool.